This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the happy hour, ladies and gentlemen. 501, they're in, is it beautiful San Diego today? I don't know. What's the weather like over there? Uh, I think it's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's there's nice. a couple of clouds. Nice, so nice San probably, Diego. I'm sure people will be complaining. <laughs> is it cold? Yeah, a it's a little bit, chilly. A little, a little chilly. chilly. I gotta say, on Saturday, where I was, the high in North County was like forty-eight degrees. For oh for, my goodness gracious, I mean, that's cold for San Diego. A lot We're of not te- built a lot of cities for that. Would take that. Yes, yeah, I understand that, but they're also built for the cold. We're not built for the cold. <laughs> put a jacket yeah, that, on and stop whining. I did put on a jacket. I was just saying, my feetsies were a little cold on well, the drive you, home. You guys both know how I feel about the cold, so oh, yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you know you have an ally in this, one, this conversation. 68 degrees, and Tony's in, like, snow gear. <laughs> Tony is snow gear. <laughs> uh, in case you were under a rock, Manny Machado is a padre for life. Lisa, yes, yes. It deserves a round of applause. At least as it is constructed right now, he's got an 11-year deal uh, worth about was it three fifty? Yeah, three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Fourth highest uh, contract in baseball history, I believe. He approximately got a uh, 1.8 million dollar raise uh, yearly. Yeah. On a on a year to year basis, which I think. Would surprise most people when um, you were thinking it was going to be much higher than I know. I certainly yes, was. I thought it would be too. Um, it was, it, but he's locked in. He's locked in, and guess what else? No opt outs, so we won't have to go through this anymore. Be happier that we don't have to go through this any longer. Yeah, no, I, so it's lined up. So now the number one thing people are upset about with the Padres, either a. What are you going to do about Juan Soto? Right. Or B, we don't have any young talent in the farm system. Oh, yes. Hey, we got Jackson Merrill. I know, and he went three for three in his debut. I'm just saying people are still finding a way to be somewhat negative about this. We're turning turning those people off now. We're going to ignore those. We really should. At this point. It's not in our DNA to ignore negativity. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're right. Really, it really isn't. Unfortunately, you're right. It's We're not drawn in our DNA. To negativity on this program. We we like it. It seems like at yeah. times, but uh, yes, Manny Machado locked in. Um, I I just as as I said earlier, I just think this is a uh, this is a big deal, man. There was so much scare, and for those who who were responding to Scraby with, uh, they'd rather have Otani. Um, I'm sorry. You're gonna. You're probably gonna miss out on. I. That, I, I, think. I don't think that that has changed any of the uh, Otani fans' uh, thoughts. 
They still, they still want Otani. Still they still want Otani with Manny. Is that what I? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Well, I think Padre fans now are to the point of believing that anything is possible. That and is true. Peter Seidler set himself up for assuming you know that the you know now that they've got Manny and uh, and Bogarts and Fernando and Darvish, Darvish. and Musgrove yeah. all done. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. People and be really the... expect Soto to be back, and if not Soto, then they would they would expect him to be replaced by Otani. I mean, yeah, I, I'm gonna be the you know I think that's the expectations that are now being set. Whether they're realistic, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna be the baseball Grinch on this one, and I hope I'm I hope I'm proven dead wrong, but I don't see it happening. I really don't. And then the fact that Manny and I and I and, I, and I'm careful when I say this, only got a raise of one point eight million dollars uh, on this. I think shows that the well might be running dry. May, it may speak to that, yeah. right? And, and so I don't know. They they they've got the the nucleus part locked up. Darvish, Musgrove. Toddy, Bogarts, Manny Machado. Am I missing one? No. Those are the five. Those are the five. You got Soto for another two years at minimum. Yeah. Um, I I just don't know what that's. And for me, that's the window right there. You have while you have all of these guys, that's going to be your biggest opening of your window. As now, something could happen down the line that opens the window up wider. But that is to me. The best part of your window is in that phase right there. Hopefully Soto hits 50 home runs each of the next two seasons and then looks at himself in the mirror and says, you know, I'm only worth about $5 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> that would after, be a best-case scenario. After back-to-back, after yes. back-to-back seasons of 50, yes, I'm only worth a, five. <laughs> that would be a best-case scenario for him to stay in San Diego. But, uh, before but he, you're probably right, Tony, because after two years, how much is he going to cost? Especially if you're not going anywhere. Especially because, look, remember, we're at the beginning of this collective bargaining agreement, which is part of the reason why this money is being handed out like that. Everybody knows where their finances are. Now, there's been a little bit of a monkey wrench thrown in there, right? And that's with uh, this whole TV rights deal. But I think that'll ultimately get worked out somehow, some way. And if Soto is going to have the years that we think he's going to have, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. The price isn't going to go lower. No. Before you guys, uh, before Tony was able to get to the show on Friday, I was talking to everyone about uh, Josh Hader and how Josh Hader is Hader's in his, another one. He's in the final year of his arbitration, so he settled on that. He said to Ben and Woods on Friday that he hasn't talked to the team about an extension or anything like that, but um, I was saying that Josh Hader probably is not going to accept anything less than what Edwin Diaz got, five years, $102 million. Yep. And so I'm thinking that this is the year for Josh Hader to win a World Series with the Padres because they're just not going to be able to afford him. And and closers, correct me if I'm wrong, closers can uh, – you don't need the highest price Cl- closer closers, in the game. Closers have throughout history been expendable. They've been, you've been able to go out and get you another one or, or, or one that's maybe not as good and, and still make it work. Um, it's an important piece, but – you're right. They are expendable a, a lot. Keep of in time. mind that uh, Suarez is already signed too. Yep, he's right? Suarez. They, they gave him a nice contract five for forty six. So, I believe. Yeah, I mean he's here for five years. So guess what? If 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 yeah, Hater's Hater prices be himself elsewhere. out, which I fully expect because he's going to have. I just think he's going to have a, a phenomenal year. Um, you can always look to slide Suarez right into that spot if it becomes too pricey, right? And I think that's. 
a heck of a backup plan <laughs> at this point. Seems so, to be sensible. Um, it, it, listen, the other reason why you know it's a big deal, just look, listen to Joe Musgrove and his comments about it. He said, uh, that's the one guy that as many pieces as we've added over the offseason and over the last year or two, the team would feel as wouldn't feel as complete or the same without Manny around. That's the guy that everyone kind of kind of relied on and counted on him. When he's in the lineup, you feel pretty good about your chance to win. So imagine so imagining what it would be like with all of these great players and not him would be wouldn't be the same. So he's super stoked about it. Um Remember That's the last? The, remember the highlight moment of last year, Tony? Manny bleeping Machado. That's it, man. I mean, that's what we remember, right? Because the team was headed to the skids, and then he said that and came right out and hit a three-run game-winning home run after they blew a lead in the top of the ninth inning. I mean, that's backing up what you say right there. Yeah. People are going to very few guys that could do that. Very no. few guys who could do it. Right. And so, um, that is the uh, that is the Manny Machado portion. Uh, of of this segment, but Fernando Tatis gets you gets you uh, get your popcorn ready. He will be the designated hitter, barring something unforeseen happening. He will be the designated hitter. His first spring training action. I don't know if you guys saw some of the clips. Uh, he bridged somebody uh, in BP the other day. Might have been earlier today. Hit a ball out off of bridged. one of the starters. Oh, it was off a of Waka. It was off a of Waka. Where did bridged come from? Oh, that's been around for a while. Yeah. Okay. What does it mean? I mean, I know it means hit a home run, but how do oh. they make the connection? Um, you know, you build a bridge over from the wall <laughs> okay. to wherever oh, the see. ball lands. See, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bridged he bridged someone. He, he bridged him. I'm trying to keep up with you, you know, young whippersnappers <laughs> out there. I, I learned that from the old the old terms. I learned that from the old G's of the baseball, right? I didn't come up with really? that. That's not a young man's That's an name. old one, is what you're Yeah, that's an old about. one. All right. He bridged Waka today. <laughs> what did they call it when you were around, Chris? Huh? What did they call it when you were around? Like a um, a um, wait a minute, I have one. Okay, <laughs> a circuit clout. Uh, well, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? Yes, that was the name for a home run back when I was a kid. Uh, one of the other names for a home run. A, a circuit, circuit clout. A circuit clout. You oh, did may... you guys see that circuit clout I hit earlier? <laughs> yes, you would you would hit a clout, and then you would circuit get all the bases. So it was a circuit clout. I'm did you make you, that up, or really was that real? Ones. That's real. That's a real clout. crazy old nickname for a home run. A circuit clout. There's some other ones. <laughs> I can't get over this. Can, I get a, can you give me another one? I'm going to look home run um, slang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Circuit Clot's the only one coming to mind. Oh, MLB.com, the 26 best nicknames for a home run. Okay. Give me some of them. Uh, okay, we'll go from 25. Goner. Goner. Four-bagger. Four-bagger's not very good. <laughs> Shot. Blast. Went bridge. Really? There it is. <laughs> yeah, it says, one of Dennis Eckersley's many linguistic inventions. Walk-off is another. Oh, I didn't know that. Even, yeah, he did Even he's that. not quite sure where it came from, but it does have a certain ring to it. Uh, no doubter. Oh, I like this one. Oppo Taco. Yes, sir. Um, a gopher. I've never heard gopher. You never, never heard, heard that. that ever? No, it says gopher go f- ball? Go for, ba- go oh, for bases. Okay, I got, I've, I've heard that. 
You never heard of somebody giving up a gopher ball? Huh? No, uh, yikety yak. It's been around for a long time. <laughs> yikety yak. Yeah, I don't know that one. And yeah, oppo, like that one. oppo boppo. Yeah, don't know. Uh, just a, a, a ding dong. Where's circuit clout? There's no circuit clout on here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's circuit clout? Number one is big fly. Number two is dinger, and number four is moonshot. Oh, number six might be my favorite. Tater. I like a tater. Yeah. You like a tater. But no circuit uh, clout. I'm. I can't wait till I get to use when when one of these many ridiculous players that the Padres have goes on a nice two week streak. I can't wait to break out a heater. I cannot <laughs> wait to break it out. I am looking forward to that, big time. Um, on another note, Scraby. Wow. You made what? me very sad. Oh, what did I do? The whole LeBron James thing. Oh. I'm sorry. He heard a pop in his foot. He kept saying that last uh, night. Oh, I didn't know he heard a pop. Just yeah, when he, he just when had the, the Lakers are making their move. Yeah, they you could you know they had the mics on the floor, and he he repeated his I, I heard a pop, but he kept playing, so you felt like all right, well, maybe it's not that bad. Holy snikes! Yeah, that's how I feel right now. This is trouble. I can put a smile on your face, Tony, just for, even if it's only for a moment. Here's a headline from BaseballRoundTable.com. Talking about August 10th, on this date in 1971, Harmon Killebrew hit his much-anticipated 500th home run. The headline for the article is, Harmon Killebrew's much-anticipated and long-awaited 500th circuit clout. (laughs) (laughs) There it is in the headline. I, I didn't doubt you. I just, I just Who wrote don't... that headline. Did, did Adam write that headline? <laughs> Some really old person wrote that headline. I, I'm not doubting you. I just, I, it doesn't fit in my head. It doesn't work for you. I, I'm surprised circuit, you never heard of go for clout ball. circuit. Circuit clout. Circuit clout. Circuit clout. Circuit clout. Yeah, the gopher. I, I you never heard of a guy giving up a gopher ball. No, but now really? it makes sense. That go four really bases. A, that was a long, long, uh, or a highly popular one there for a long time. I remember hearing gopher ball. He threw him a gopher ball. Yeah, gopher ball. Yeah. yeah. Same thing, I would think. Yeah. That I would hope. Sense. All right. <laughs> let's let's uh let's step away. Let's get to Actually, break. Actually, Chris let's... has something for us. I do. Uh we have a chance oh, for you, right. I, but I don't have this in front of me, Scrape. I've been looking It's at the top of your grid. Very top of my grid. Yeah, I'll I'll read it. How about that? Why don't you uh read it cuz I really oh, at some point which is now. <laughs> this is the point. This is the point, everybody. This is the point. You're going to have a chance right now to win a pair of tickets to KSON Country Fest. It's coming up on March 25th at Gallagher Square. It features Lee Bryce, Parmalee, Eastern Corbin, Dylan Carmichael, and Hannah Ellis. Long lost relative, L.O. Ellis, Hannah Ellis. <laughs> tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, or you can win a pair right now. You have to dial in 833-288-0973. Now, I want to make sure that we give these tickets away to a country music fan out there who's going to totally appreciate them. So you have to answer a quick trivia question. The question is, according to the Billboard Hot 100 country songs list as of right now, what country artist has the number one country song? What country Mm. artist has the number one country song right now? The name of the song is called Last Night. Who is, sings that song? They've got the number one song on the Hot Country Billboard 100 right now. A country music fan, dial in 833-288-0973. You could be going to Quezon Country Fest. Sweet. 
Now some traffic. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, good on Alex out there. He won the uh, tickets to the Quezon Country Fest. Morgan Wallen. Has the uh, number one song in the Billboard Hot Country 100 right now. Alex knew that, and uh, he'll uh, get the tickets. Uh, we'll hopefully have another. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? You know, I'm sorry. This is funny. <laughs> only because only because of I was so confused. I didn't know who what the trivia question trivia answer was. <laughs> but and so until you mentioned that name right there. I have been in a state of confusion because one of my buddies randomly texted me Morgan Wallen. And I'm like, why? What? Who is? Why? Maybe I, I'm this whole time. I'm thinking, oh, that was he probably didn't mean to text me. He probably meant to text somebody else. <laughs> but he was he's obviously listened to the show and knew the answer to the question. So it all makes sense now. It does. The, the name of the song is Last Night. And uh, Morgan Wallen uh, paid off for Alex there. Um, all right, so Tony's got a couple of things from Jason Starks or Jason Stark on the uh, quick time of Major League Baseball games, uh, spring yeah. training so far. But I I, I found a, another list of nicknames for a home run, and uh, got most of them in here: Dinger, Tater, Goner, Blast, Bomb, Big Fly, Wallop, Shot, Round Tripper, Four Bagger. Touch them all, went deep, going yard, leaving the yard, yard work, long ball, jack drive, kiss a goodbye, and finally, circuit clout. So that is that can be your new favorite, Tony. I, I, I Jimmy Jack. Jimmy Ooh. Jack's in there. I mean, there's a whole Jimmy bunch of listen here. Yeah. List here. I, but uh yeah, you got a you got a lot. Oppo Taco, I know is one of your favorites. Whenever yeah, one of the Padres Oppo goes I, the I, other I love field. opposite field hits anyway. Yeah, you're a fan. <laughs> That's in your blood. That's in the Gwyn blood. It, it, it is in my blood. You know, the other thing, I, I had to agree with, with, uh, with Jesse, like watching a, a base hit go up the middle again. I, and I know it seems small, but for a baseball nerd like myself, self-proclaimed baseball nerd, um, 
part of your foundation as a hitter has always been like up the middle, right? Like, yeah, if you hit a shot makes up the good... middle over the pitcher's head, you ought to have a hit. Right, and and that was like one of the say, hey man, a lot of hits, a lot of hits up in the middle of the field, a lot of hits in the middle of the field. You used to hear that all the time, but for these guys who grew up in the shift era, they really don't have that foundation or had to move away from that foundation because of the way defenses were being played, and then it becomes a trying to figure out ways to to have success by getting it over that, and that turned into what we now know as launch angle home runs, and so. I think this is going to – I don't know if it's going to show up in year one or year two, but I think over time that foundation will be there again because there are once again hits in the middle of the field. So I'm, I'm excited about that. All right, get to some Jason Starks. We know Jason Stark is uh, com- comes up with some of the best like little tidbits you, you can find in baseball. This is, this is his sweet spot, one of his sweet spots. He's a super talented writer. For the athletic, we've had him on our show a couple of times. This was coming into today's games. He said, uh, "You know, time for an update for MLB from MLB on pinch time pitch timer violations so far. Sixteen games on Sunday, thirty-five clock violations, okay. twenty-seven by pitchers, eight by hitters. Total for the spring. This is thirty-five games Friday through Sunday." 69 clock violations. That's about 1.97 per game. Now, according to Jason, um, this is slightly above the week one rate in the minor leagues last year, which was 1.73. Every month after or every week after, after it drops steadily over the next four weeks, uh, and then it leveled off. So, this is uh, a little bit higher, as you would expect, these big leaguers who have been able to kind of do their own thing for so long. It's a little higher than what the minor leagues was last year, but just kind of gives you a, a peek inside the window of, of, of how it works, what's working, and who's a, who are the, the, most, the violators most of the time. I can, uh, I can live with a couple of quick stoppages per game. I really can. If this was happening yeah. six or seven times per game, I think you'd have a bit of a comedy of errors but a couple of times a game and that number most likely will go down to about maybe one one and a half times per game you know i can handle that that. that's not really that bad so you know so far i think everything's been pretty receptive positive as we mentioned earlier games are 23 minutes shorter on average and um you know i think has a problem right now with stoppages in play is the nba The NBA and college basketball, for that matter, these reviews on calls sometimes, Tony, are absolutely interminable. And I think college basketball, the NBA, need to figure something out. They're going to need to get a a review, replay official kind of eye in the sky or something where you can look at something much quicker and go, hey, he stepped out of bounds or, hey, the ball was deflected, it wasn't deflected. But a lot of these NBA games are coming down to challenges at the end of a game. Each coach has one or two challenges. They take them all in the last five minutes of the game. It can take a long, long time and really wrecks the flow of things. I don't know what your thought is. You watch a lot more NBA than I do. Yeah, they get one per per game, um, unless it's under a minute, and that at that point it'd be the referees will automatically challenge it or look it, at or, it, yeah. or it might be under two. I can't it's two minutes or one minutes. They can they can review things. Um, I personally don't think NBA has a problem. Um, 
they there's enough action in an NBA game where, at least from a fan standpoint, nobody's going to really trip about you know them looking at a review um, twice at the most, maybe three times per game. Um, college is different though; they they call far many more fouls. The yeah. game is already the the flow flow is already interrupted because of that, and then you add in these uh, these reviews. Yeah. They may need to figure something out in college. I'm not so sure they need to do anything in yeah. the NBA. I mean, that, you know, I, we had a women's game the other day in Las Vegas, uh, Tony. There, there was five stoppages in the second half alone. And it yeah. was really getting annoying. I mean, it just flat out was getting annoying. I almost didn't care if they got the call right. Just let's play basketball. So yeah. No, I, I, we, you and I have talked about it in college. I don't know if it, that they actually are fouling more or it's just these these referees are calling more fouls. I think it just takes but, the officials longer to figure it out and they don't yeah. I don't think they have the same they don't have the same communication like the NBA does back to New York where they're conversing with somebody. It's right, just the three right. officials on the floor looking at the replay for like 20 minutes and trying to figure it out and it's it's hurting the game a little bit. All right, we got to take yeah. a break. When we come back, Jesse Agler was on the program earlier, the voice of Padre Baseball. All things Padres, all things Manny Machado when we come back on Gwen and Chris. When Padres news breaks, Padres fans turn to 97.3 The Fan. I grew up in San Diego. I've been a Padres fan my whole life. When I was a kid, they... For those who may have been concerned, Oliver Marmel and C.B. Buckner have shaken hands and have squashed the beef, it sounds like. What beef? Oh, yeah, that was a big You guys big didn't beef, hear about this? Big beef. We didn't talk- oh, it is Monday, so oh. we, uh, this is a story we didn't cover. So I don't know if you guys remember last year. I think we might have did talked about this on the show. Um, Oliver Marmel was ejected for arguing balls and strikes with C.B. Buckner. It was really heated, um, and... You know, there are basically some words said after the game that, at least in my view, were a little personal. Oliver Marmel basically said, uh, You're over the hill. Yeah, that your time was up uh, in this league. And uh, C.B. Buckner took offense to it, I think. I think he had some few choice words of of his own, basically. He said, You're a a newbie, though. Yeah. So he came back just as hard. He came back just as hard. Oliver Marmel. So that was sometime last season. Fast forward to Saturday, C.B. Buckner's doing the game that the Cardinals are playing. Oliver Marmel, to his credit, came out, shook everybody's hand, or at least attempted to. He attempted to to shake C.B. Buckner's hand. C.B. Buckner did not want to shake his hand uh, and was quite upset about it. And after the game, uh, Buckner Buckner just declined to, to, to comment on it, but... Marmol did. He basically said, I don't think he's good at his job, and it just shows a lack of class as a man. I don't know what Jeez. happened from that. Yeah, that's it. I felt I felt like in this incident, and I don't know, I don't remember, um, I mean, I don't know exactly what happened in the first incident that may, if there were words to said to Oliver Marmol that forced him to tell, say what he said about it, but I think when you're talking about somebody not being good at their job, it's personal at that point. And so, you know, can you blame C.B. Buckner for not wanting to shake his hand? I I personally didn't, but all in all, they shook hands today. MLB is investigating that situation. Um, so, you know, good to see those two guys kind of 
at least push it push it forward for now. All right, let's get to our interview of the day. Jesse Agler joined us earlier. Before we get to him, here's a little bit of traffic. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jesse Agler joins us from Peoria. Jesse, how you doing? Good to finally talk to you again. Hope you had a great offseason. Thank you, Chris and uh, Tony and Scraby. It's good to be with you guys. Are you, are you making it out here, Chris and Scraby? Oh, yes. Yeah. We will be there uh, okay. the final week of March, or the second to last week of March. March 21st through the 24th. 24th. Yes, he needs to know the date so that he can circle that on his calendar. Yes, 24th to Tony. <laughs> it's very I'm gonna important. Start, I'm I'm going to start a countdown timer on my phone yes. so that I can regularly check how long it'll be. Regularly check that. Well, everything yeah. has to be timed now, Jesse. Every pitch, <laughs> every at-bat, and every trip to Peoria. You know, I was thinking of this on the way over, and I was just saying to myself, going into the off season, based on last year and the finish and the way the playoffs went, if the Padres had done absolutely nothing this offseason, like just totally yeah. stood pat, it probably wouldn't have been all that bad. And so how do you categorize what they did do this offseason, Jesse? Very exciting. I, I mean, look, you're, you're right, because that roster that went to the NLCS last year is a really good roster. That's a roster that if you left it like that, it wouldn't be crazy to think they could get that far or even further this season. But you add a guy like Bogarts to the up, you sort of reinforce the pitching staff a little bit. That, to me, actually, is kind of like the sneaky, most important thing that happened. You know, just that collection of signings, you know, Waka and those guys. And on top of everything else, obviously, you get, like, Juan Soto having a full spring here, a full way to sort of, like, become a part of this thing and get a fresh start and an off season where he's able to work on his swing and get right whatever he needed to do. I mean, this roster, 
yesterday was a perfect illustration of, of what they're capable of when they're at their best. And I'm not suggesting that it'll be 18 runs on a regular basis or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, Tony and I talked about it, and you guys might have talked about it earlier. Like, it was just you could see it coming. And, you know, if you're a pitcher who's not dominant and you start to get in trouble against the bottom half of this lineup, you got no chance. You've got no chance. Um, because if those guys get rolling, all of a sudden, you know, you got four or five of the best hitters in the National League all coming up back to back to back to back. And it's it's hard to pull out of that spin. It really is. Yeah, one of the things that happens to big league pick pitchers is that pressure starts to mount. You start to know you have to be finer. You have to make sure you put the ball in this exact spot. And what tends to happen for even good pitchers, when they start thinking in that way, they make mistakes. You're making mistakes to those five guys Jesse just mentioned. Uh, you're going to get results like you saw last night. Jesse, you've been here uh, about a week and a half longer than I have. Um, and so you've kind of seen these guys build up four games in, well, almost officially four games here uh, as the, the ball club's in the top of the ninth right now. What, what's been your early spring season takeaway from just the vibe that you've seen just walking around? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a team where, like, just the the severity of the talent is so in your face. You know, you walk into the clubhouse and it's like, oh, all-star, oh, future Hall of Famer, oh, all-star, oh, future Hall of Famer. You know, and it's like you can't escape that. And it, it brings with it sort of almost like, uh, this is a word we don't often use in baseball, but like a gravitas. You know, there's there's just this sort of, you know, regal feeling in there. A guy like Nelson Cruz, along with Manny, along with Soto, along with Bogarts. And like, you know, we'd heard a lot about Xander's personality. And now he's like the world's greatest teammate. And he's a really great guy and all that. And I'm sure all that's true, and we've seen some of that. He is also a very serious professional, I am seeing yeah. in these early goings. You know, it's not like he's all fun and games like laughing. You know, he, he's got a different personality than Fernando, for instance. You know, Fernando is always kind of bouncing around and smiling and laughing and not a criticism in any way. That's just his personality. That's part of what makes him a wonderful person. That's part of what makes him Fernando. I, I kind of maybe in my head assumed Bogarts would be similar just based on everything I had heard, and I don't think that's the case. You know, Xander's got like a real seriousness to him. Um, you know, the guys like Manny and Soto and Cruz have as well. I mean, look, this is a team that has one goal, and that goal obviously is to win the World Series, and, like, you can feel that as soon as you walk into the clubhouse. Jesse Agler is with us from Peoria, and, uh, of course, he's the voice of Padre Baseball right here on 97.3 The Fan. Padre manager Bob Melvin said that Fernando Tatis Jr. will be the designated hitter tomorrow's game against the Giants. I mean, just how, how kind of exciting is all of this, I mean, uh, you know, when when the whole thing went down in August, I think there was some question as to, you know, whether or not the fan base was going to be forgiving of Fernando. Well, time yeah. has gone by. It seems to me everybody's pretty darn excited that Fernando is coming back and can't wait for him to start playing 20 games into the season. Yeah, I, I agree, and it probably helps, you know, for a lot of fans, right, so the team had the success they did last year. Um, because, you know, maybe if they went out against the Mets in the wild card round, it'd be a lot easier to sit around and be like, man, imagine if they would have had Fernando. You know what I mean? But it was sort of like they made a good run. They got better this offseason. He's a young guy. He obviously, um, you know, had a lot of money in the bank with the fan base from his previous accomplishments. Um, and, and so you're right. I think it's been overwhelmingly positive. I'm sure there are still people out there who are upset. And I understand that. You, you have that right as a fan. You certainly do. Um, but I think in San Diego, people, uh, generally speaking, are very, very happy because they're going to get to see this guy play baseball again. And he brings extraordinary joy to all of us when we get to watch him play. You know, it's not only that he's a great player, which obviously he is, but it's the way he's great. It's an exciting great. 
it's a it's a sort of exuberant great that you know not every great player has and so again you add it to the mix with all these other guys and it's just really really fun and you know, look the other thing is that just to go back to the fan stuff is you know he he knows what it's going to yeah. be like on the road this year and it's it's not just going to be Dodger Stadium and it's not just going to be New York or Philadelphia you know I mean I, I think he's he's very realistic that it's it's going to be tough sledding away from Petco Park this year for him, and I think he's 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 going to be able to handle that better than than maybe most twenty three twenty four year old guys would be able to. Not that it's going to be fun necessarily or easy to get that reaction every time you come to bat, um, but I, I don't think it's going to catch him off guard, and I, I think that's important for the Padres going forward here. Yeah, no, this is this is where his maturity will will really start to kind of show and and be of help to him as he starts to go because that's just as it is. It's going to be everywhere he goes that he's going to be hearing loud, raucous boos, I guess depending on how well teams draw that the Padres are going to play. Jesse, um, Manny Machado um, signs the 11-year deal. Uh, they basically rip up the old deal. They, they do a new one. And it's not often that you and I, I don't know that we've ever really been able to have the legacy conversation. But with this contract, that's kind of the era we're in, right? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, that's it. That that locks it up, right? I mean, you know, it, it, it isn't hard to project what he's going to be able to do over those 11 years. A.J. Cassavell wrote a nice piece that's on Padres.com about, you know, like the sort of milestones that are within reach and, you know, maybe trying to figure out when they could take place. But he is going to hit a lot of very big numbers. And we now pretty much know, assuming he passes his physical, which I'm sure he will, that, you know, those those accomplishments will be made in a Padre uniform. And that is obviously a, a huge deal. And look, you said it yesterday on the radio when we were talking about it. I mean, it, it puts him in a conversation next to your dad. Um, and and that's, <laughs> that's a pretty big thing to say about anybody in San Diego. So, I mean, he's going to accomplish a lot of things individually. And hopefully the teams that he's on and the teams that he's leading accomplish some pretty serious things uh, in terms of their goals and accomplishments as well. Because, um, yeah, I mean, look, there, there will be no question now. You know, if, if if he indeed stays on his Hall of Fame track, what hat he's going to be wearing on that plaque in Cooperstown? Jesse Agler is with us from Peoria. You know, this is this is going to be a probably a love fest at least until the Padres lose their first game of the regular season, and that's a wonderful <laughs> thing. I'm sure everywhere you've gone, Jesse, people are like, "Oh my God, you're going to have an unbelievable season!" And this team, what do you make of this nonsense of you know baseball all of a sudden now putting together a I don't know, a committee to look into overspending and all of this stuff. I, I just, I, I really find it hard to believe that baseball wouldn't want all of its teams to go for it as much as they possibly can. And they really ought to be investigating these teams that aren't going for it more than the ones that they are. D- d- doesn't that seem to make sense to you? Yeah, of course. But look, we're talking about a couple of different things, right? When, when you say baseball should want their teams to do this, Yes, that's true of the marketing people, um, you know, the people who are in charge of getting as many eyeballs on the sport as possible. There's no question. But that's not who runs baseball. The people who run baseball are the owners of the team. And, you know, there are 20 of them, maybe, you know, who, who disagree very seriously with everything you just said, uh, despite the fact that it would be good for the sport and good for everybody involved. You know, that old saying about, you know, a high tide raises all ships or whatever, like that's true. You know, I mean, like, the, the, the more teams that are better, the better it is for more teams. Um, but that's just not the way a lot of these owners choose to operate their business, which I suppose is their right. It's obviously as a fan about as frustrating 
of a thing as you can possibly imagine. But look, this this isn't a new thing in baseball. I mean, you come back to the history of this game, you read that old Boards of the Realm book. I mean, this is this is generally how many baseball owners have behaved for many, many years. We are very, very fortunate to be in a time and place in San Diego where, you know, we've got a guy who's bucking the trend uh, because there have been very, very few precious of those guys over the course of this game. That's just sort of the reality of the ownership history in Major League Baseball. Jesse Agler joins us here, voice of the Padres here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And, and Jesse, you and I have uh, had some good discussions here over these first three games that we covered in terms of the new rules, um, in terms of um, – and, and it's not just a pitch clock. We're talking no shifts. We're talking the pickoffs. I was just telling Chris about what one of the things that both you and I have noticed have been the back picks from, from the catchers. That's kind of taken mm-hmm. the place for some of the pickoffs from the pitcher. Uh, 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 putting that aside, what else has surprised you or – or has maybe been somewhat different than you thought it would be of these rules that are out there? Hmm, That's a good question. You know, I think the the pitch clock is doing pretty much what we all expected it to do. I know you and I were, were, we were not ready for it game one. You know, like let's just come out (laughs) and admit that we can, we can say that now in our little post game press conference here. Like we were not ready for it. Um, We thought we were ready for it. We prepared for it. We talked about it. We thought about it and it still knocked us on our butts. But, um, you know, but after a game, it's fine. And, and, yeah, so I think that's doing what it does. I'll say with the shift thing, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I got tremendous joy from seeing a couple of balls get through the infield the last few Me days too. that wouldn't have in the last couple of years. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I get why you did. You're a hitter. But, like, as a fan, you know, it, it, it reminded me of, like, yeah, that's, that's supposed to be a hit. And, like, it's good when a ball in a place that's supposed to be a hit is a hit and not a routine out. Um, and, and I think as time goes on, we'll also see, you know, more of those great diving attempts and plays by your middle infielders, you know, as they kind of go away from the middle or up the middle to try and steal a hit. And look, the thing Theo Epstein has been saying about this, and he's exactly right, is, you know, we're, we're not interested in which team is the best positioning algorithms. We're interested right. in which team has the best athlete up the middle. And now it's going to be the athleticism that leads to plays being made and outs being recorded and not, you know, some coach telling a guy to stand two and a half feet over to his left. So. Um, I, I just, I really did. I got real joy of just seeing that ball trickle on through or push on through the infield that, you know, the last couple of years we all know wouldn't have been a hit. Jesse, uh, do you know who Dave Lapham is by any chance? That name ring a bell to you? Familiar. It, yes, it, he's it, a, it rings a bell, but I'm going to need help. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer as far as our uh, rate the radio call is concerned. Because <laughs> he, right. he is the color commentator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's a little clip of him talking over the Cincinnati Bengals play-by-play guy this year. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers play, behind yeah. him. Hubbard to the Ravens, 40, <laughs> nice. the 30, nice. the 20. Yeah. All right, so you get the idea of what we're talking about, Jesse. Uh, obviously, Tony Gwynn Jr. has been hearing all of this, and he's telling us that he's very excited to start yelling some of those same things <laughs> during your play-by-play this year. Thought we'd get an early comment from you on how that might might go down. <laughs> I am uh, I am never going to tell Tony how to do his job. I'll just say that Tony Tony knows how to do his job very very well. He doesn't need any help from me, any advice from me. But I like the idea of like 
you know, on a on like a ball in the gap, a guy's trying to score from first base. You know, it's like rounding second on his way to third. Go! You know, <laughs> they're waving him home. You know, it's, ah, it could get a little, uh, it, it could get a little chaotic, but you know, yeah, chaos is fun. Chaos yeah, it was classic fun. stuff. We 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 had to get your thoughts on that before the start of the season because we've been joking the entire off season that. You know, Tony's obviously never going to do stuff like that. He's done a great no. job of working with you. And, I mean, your guys' chemistry has really become something here in two years. I, I don't know how to, you know, how you would answer this, but do you do you work on anything personally during the off season, or do you just kind of let the whole season relax and head into another year? Um, I, I mean, it's not like there's, a, you know, like a, a gym for broadcasting. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I go back. I, I go back and I listen. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, not too often because you don't want to beat yourself over the head with it, but I, I do go back and listen to stuff. Um, you know, it's funny because if you remember something being really good, you go back and listen and you go, eh, it was fine. And, and if you remember something being really bad and then you go back and listen to it, you go, eh, it was fine. Um, but you know, you, you try and pick up a couple things here and there and you say, you know what, maybe a little bit more of that, maybe a little bit less of this, um, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's what I do. I do that during the season as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean the the main thing is to kind of rest and recharge as best you can, get yourself in good physical shape because it is uh it's a long grind obviously during the season and and we expect it to be extra extra long this year. Extra long, extra fun. Jesse Agler from Peoria. Thanks so much for the time as always, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. Scraby and I will look forward to seeing you soon. I'm sure Tony will see you manana, and uh, I know you'll have a great season. And uh, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, you're welcome anytime. I, I look forward to seeing you and Scraby in 18 days, 22 hours, uh, 16 minutes, and 11 seconds. The clock is running. The clock is running. Jesse Agler joining us there on the uh, Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Those are always, those type of interviews are always good reminders for me personally of how good I got it with both partners, with you, Chris, and Jesse. You guys make things fun. I'm looking forward to Jesse has, uh, I mean, I didn't need any help being excited for this season, but when I get to talk to him about what's going on, it, it, it certainly uh, makes you more excited about it. He's season, ready, so. and, uh, yeah, you guys, um, we all are excited about this season, and uh, I think a lot of us you know, feel like uh, we wish we were in your shoes, getting a chance to be right next to it all season long. But we'll be as close as we can be here at the home of the Padres. But uh, it's going to be a great season for sure. And uh, tomorrow, Fernando's debut, spring debut for Fernando. So if sports uh, lets us down tomorrow, elsewhere, we will at least have Fernando Tatis Jr. to talk about in his spring training day. We're aiming for the big cake, man. Yes, indeed we are. That is going to wrap our show for tonight. Back at it again tomorrow. Um, I'll probably be a little bit late, but I'll get here as soon as I can. Coming from Scottsdale won't be easy on a weekday. Oh, that's tough. That's I tough will, uh, <laughs> I will make my that way is. back yeah. sooner rather than later. Chris, Until don't then. make him hate his drive tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm already man. hating it. That no, was tough. Get, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean for him to relax and take oh, his time because yes, yes. I understand it yes. takes a while to get from Scottsdale to Peoria. That's a that's quite a distance. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, until tomorrow, we'll see you then. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.